Dear Us podcast. This is Tanya. This is Hannah. Um, so last month in our episode, we talked about looking for a therapist and how that becomes more complicated when you're aware of like feminist issues or just political issues. Um, and then this week, we wanted to talk about I guess different types of feminisms and how social media can help but also oversimplify the struggles and um sort of like activism in general mm-hmm. so yeah and yeah and we want to start off by reading from feminism for the 99 percent it's this book here if you are watching um and um so we're just gonna read um two paragraphs and i just dropped the book so one second um two paragraphs and it's on page they're on page 12 and 13. um so Liberal feminism's ethos converges not only with corporate mores, but also with supposedly transgressive currents of neoliberal culture. Its love affair with individual advancement equally permeates the world of social media celebrity, which also confuses feminism with a scent of individual women. In that world, feminism risks becoming a trending hashtag and a vehicle of self-promotion deployed less to liberate the many than to elevate the few. And then over on the other page, it says, Our answer to lean-in feminism is kickback feminism. We have no interest in breaking the glass ceiling while leaving the vast majority to clean up the shards. Far from celebrating women CEOs who occupy corner offices, we want to get rid of CEOs in corner offices. Yeah, so... That basically, it sums up a lot of what we want to talk about. Um, and I think just just more and more we see on, not only on social media, it's kind of like this very um, prevalent discourse that we hear um, around um, women needing to kind of break the glass ceiling, become girl boss, you know, become a girl boss, um and it's all in the discourse of capitalism and it very much kind of keeps the gender binary intact um and and it all becomes about the successful woman who's making money um and who's really thriving in in a capitalist society so definitely not for the 99 percent no and i think yeah it's kind of like okay this woman is thriving as a ceo but at what expense and nobody questions that part um and i think like one of the reasons i said that like it would be interesting to talk about this was um like a few weeks back seeing on instagram like a bunch of people sharing some like it was in some magazine or something i'm not sure um that said that by like in a few years uh more than half of the ceos in the uk will be women and people were celebrating that which like on the surface level maybe is like good i guess but then it's like okay well just 
is just being a woman and a CEO like enough to say that there is like equality now for women and like which women are we talking about and like what are they perpetuating by being CEOs? Exactly. Um, and I think in its essence, like inherently, this discourse really devalues the work of people who are in, uh, you know, positions kind of in entry level jobs or uh, people who are working jobs um, as, um, you know, where they have to, um, that involves cleaning or, um, you know, domestic work or um, jobs that just keep our kind of communities going, right? Um, but aren't valued. And so this discourse that it, in itself, it really devalues all other type of, of work mm-hmm. um, and makes only those with, you know, their own offices um, who are CEOs um, valued. Mm-hmm. And, and so again, yeah, that, that kind of feminism who is it for? And when we say that, um, like things are going to change because a woman's in charge, mm-hmm. we know that's not the case. And it's like saying, you know, um, if a, if a woman's running a country, then things are definitely going to be different. Yeah. No, they might not be if she if her if she's not a, if she's not progressive in her in her views and in her policies. Yeah, and if, that was like another thing that so many people like i saw this online and i also like heard it in person um with people saying that like there was a meme or something that people were sharing around that was saying that the countries that handled the pandemic the best were all um like governed by women um and like that's again it's like gender essentialism they're kind of saying if you're a woman you have these specific traits by being a cisgender woman Mm -hmm. that make you better to like rule a country but they're not thinking like what else do these countries have in common maybe they have like socialized healthcare or some sort of like uh maybe the governments are like paying people who have been laid off things like that yeah ignoring for example vietnam handled the pandemic very well why because it's like a country that has very like socialized and like communist um what's the word laws in it yeah and all that um so like it's not because those people are women but a, a lot of other factors that play into it I mean, I think just looking at the U.S. and thinking like, oh, so if Ivanka Trump becomes the president, like, things will be fine. Like, no, they won't. And and then again, like, even with Hillary Clinton, for example, who is, I think, like, the peak of, like, the whole girl power, like, I'm going to wear a pantsuit because that makes me more powerful than if I wear something else. Um, again, it's like, okay, so a woman is in power and what are the policies that this woman is going to put in place? How do they affect women in other countries that are directly affected by U.S. like foreign policy? Um, yes. And so all of that is like not taken into account. Yep, exactly. Um, I think, you know, the, the, 
very often class is completely dismissed. And the idea is that you can overcome this class struggle mm -hmm. as long as you change your own mindset and you lean in <laughs> and you kind of do your part and, um, and, but all kind of, you know, structures that are in place are left intact and there's no discussion of structural inequalities. Um, and I think it is this, um, this like, um, I don't know what word to use this, this perspective that people have on people who are poor or pe people who are struggling, mm -hmm. people who, um, yeah, are just living kind of day to day. Mm -hmm. There's this, um, th there isn't any like for all these people who advocate for this kind of liberal um, idea of, you know, this corporate feminism, mm -hmm. um, who think that they're being, they're, they're supporting other women. Mm -hmm. They completely ignore women who are in, uh, you know, uh, positions in society where they are really, really struggling financially. Um, and, um, and then, and then they, they do their charity work and then everything's fine. So, um, I think it's, I'll yeah. Just, um, going off of that point, the, like how women who are, uh, mothers and also CEOs are, uh, kind of like put up on a pedestal, which I'm not saying that it's like not difficult to do that, but as in, it's kind of like, oh, you were able to run your own company and also have a child not like the part that's not spoken about is who is usually taking care of that child who is maybe cleaning your house um does that person maybe also have children that they can't care for not because they don't want to but because they need to work and take care of another child so that that child's mother can become this like amazing CEO yeah yeah there's a, <laughs> there's um so everything is framed in individualistic terms right so everything's about the individual and individual success and self-made billionaire and um which is all ridiculous like no one's self-made yeah. there's no way you're self-made yeah. <laughs> and so let's say self-made it's because there's certain like things that are in place that benefit you and allow you to like climb up yeah and even then with the support of others yeah right so, like there's no way you do every and like things that you achieve in life are just because of you and yourself like your yourself mm -hmm. like you get support from other people in various different ways um, and this idea of having to succeed on your own without the support of other people is also very ableist yeah I think like that whole conversation of like the, being an independent woman and like I'm you know like the girl boss independent woman kind of idea 
um i think like i didn't realize if i'm like speaking on a personal level i didn't realize how it like maybe subconsciously affected me until very recently mm. because there were moments when like or for example like growing up i needed maybe more support than people who don't have any type of disability or chronic illness so like there were certain ways in which i wasn't able to be independent at at like an earlier age um the way that other people might have been mm-hmm. uh, but i mean it doesn't mean that i wasn't independent just didn't look like it because i needed those other forms of support um exactly until now like that i've read about disability justice and like if you're thinking of the maybe disabled women who need caregivers um because they can't do many things on their own it doesn't mean they aren't independent in other ways but it they can't literally can't continue to function without other people there supporting them and without a form of like interdependence yeah which i think no one can exist without interdependence but exactly. it's a lot more obvious when you like literally need it day to day in order to survive yeah i think there's this um limit that we have to have like a, a of this idea that um you know that i'm an individual and this is my time and my space and my success um because it i mean besides all the kind of uh structural inequalities that it perpetuates also in terms of a uh let's say day-to-day interactions um you'll find people who are so uh invested in their identity as feminists that who are also at the same time not um supportive of other women and other uh you know non it could be non-binary people other men people in their life just in general who they are around right so let's say you have a connection with someone on social media because you know them yeah for whatever reason um um or or you've just met a person it doesn't matter like peep in your daily life if you are not um if you are not being um kind like really in simple terms being kind to people um and also listening and responding back and then there's a very there's a kind of a superficial level of feminism that exists because i think very simple things as well as um how do i frame this like making time for people in your life mm-hmm. um and being open to listen to different perspectives is also very important within um like just i i guess is a, if you're going to use feminism as part of your identity because um it doesn't work if you're arrogant and you're um kind of believe yourself to be kind of the the um bearer of all knowledge yeah. um cuz you know we have to be open to others learning as well 
and the idea that we ourselves are continuously learning yeah. if that makes sense yeah, i think like there will never be a point or there will never be like a person who has knowledge about every single aspect of like uh, feminism and how certain ideas might negatively affect certain groups or people with certain types of experiences um and i think that again plays into the like problem with individualism and like not actually caring about the collective and like what affects everyone as a whole but only like if i um would benefit from being like a ceo and I don't really care about whoever is like cleaning the office and I don't really care about like who is, um, I don't know, taking care of my children or things like that. Yeah. Or yeah, like just th th those kinds of things like, yeah. So then it'll be great for me if somebody who is like Hillary Clinton is the president because her policies work for somebody who wants to like succeed in a capitalist society. Exactly. But if I am uh, struggling financially, I probably will benefit more from a man who has more uh, like socialist policies exactly. than a woman who is just going to continue doing what is already like happening like she's just going to continue perpetuating that. exactly you it, you become so self-involved that it it becomes meaningless whatever you claim to be mm -hmm. um and it becomes all about you right in your own identity and having to see yourself in some ways represented mm -hmm. by this woman who's president rather than you saying well yeah it sucks that there have that there's only been men who have been president of you know let's say if you're from the u.s then of the u.s um yeah that sucks but actually i need to have policies that are more in line with my feminism and um that are for more than the one percent um before like i'd rather that over seeing a woman president because that's simply about identity yeah. i think that um, reminds me of something i saw on twitter i think uh like about a year ago um, where this pharmaceutical company, Eli Lilly, which is yeah. one of the companies that produce insulin, um, got an award for being the most, like, uh, or hiring, like, many women, like, more than other companies or something like that. And it's interesting because then people are celebrating the fact that this pharmaceutical company is, like, hiring more women but they're not taking into account the fact that this pharmaceutical company is charging thousands and thousands of dollars to diabetic women who are dying or losing their children um, because they can't afford the medication that is life-saving. So it's like, okay, yeah, women work there, but are they actually doing anything that is beneficial? Yeah. Not really. It's meaningless. Like, what's at the core of it, you know? Like, what is there at the core of it besides, besides um, women becoming part of a system that is, like, terrible to begin with, right? You're, you're, it's, um, again, like, this idea of um, 
while men have achieved this, let us become equal to them by just achieving exactly what they, let's just do exactly what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Like men are suffering too within this, <laughs> within these structures. Um, and so there has to be more depth to your, uh, like to your politics. It's so, it's so superficial. Like it makes me think of Priyanka Chopra who uh, talks about being a feminist, but loves Modi. Yeah. Uh, you know, like it's, it's, it's so meaningless. Like it's, it, what does it mean? Like, um yeah yeah <laughs> i think yeah as you were saying like it just feeds into like a very essentialist idea of like what women are um which then again maybe not consciously but then excludes queer people from the narrative because it is kind of saying like, oh, if you do these specific things that women are supposed to do to be empowered, then you are like a feminist. Mm-hmm. And your life looks slightly different, um, whether it's because of your gender expression or identity or you're disabled or you're working class, whatever, then you're not really the like feminist icon that exactly. we're um, Exactly. And yeah, like I I remember seeing a sign from like one of the women's marches that happened in New York in like 2016 or something. That was like my first year there. And I didn't go to the march because like something about the like way I heard people talking about it, which I feel like bad saying I don't want to criticize people, but like sometimes I think in this context but it just like I didn't feel personally, I didn't feel like I belonged in that march for whatever reason. Like I can't say why it is, but I didn't feel like identified. And then I remember seeing a picture of like a sign that someone had with um, Leslie Nope, which is a character in Parks and Rec. If okay. And I think it was like a quote from from her in the show. And her character, if you don't know, is very much like striving to be Hillary Clinton, kind of. Oh, okay. I think so, yeah. Okay. The quote was like, what's more cuterous than my uterus or something like that? And someone had that at the Women's March and and with a drawing of Leslie Nope, who's like a blonde, white, cis woman. So I was thinking, like, first of all, again, it's just like reducing women to your, like, reproductive organs. Yeah. And so it excludes so many different types of women in that. Yeah. yeah. It's also like very pointless because what does it have to do with the women's march? That was a working class, like historically, International yeah. Women's Day was like a socialist like, yeah. class thing, not just about being like, oh, I'm a woman and that's it yeah yeah (laughs) there's so much of that there's so much of um oh there's like there's two sides to it i think like there's those who see it as kind of oh let's celebrate the female 
did I say celebrate weirdly? (laughs) Okay, like let's celebrate the female body um, and um, and, and again, kind of reducing us to our reproductive organs and um, feeling empowered by that. Um, And then there's this other side of, you know, like that sees women who view themselves as feminists, but want to also have kids or like kids mm-hmm. um, as um, almost like in this kind of like ridicule them in some ways. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it, yeah. 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 Like it's kind of like if you um, want, like if you, one of your goals in life maybe is to, do something which is supposedly patriarchal then you're not a feminist feminist and you're like doing it wrong and yeah supposed to want to get married and you're not supposed to want to um have kids and i like i don't think that's patriarchal but i'm saying like that's the way people yeah yeah and again it's just like also a lot of that a lot of people think it's okay it's okay if i if i don't like kids yeah what do you mean? Like, it's, they're, they're literally some of the most vulnerable people, right? Yeah. So you're supposed to be there to support them. Yeah. That doesn't mean you have to have or like want kids. You don't, you, you don't have to, of course. Yeah. But I mean, if there's a child around you, it's not okay for you to be dismissive of that child or be mean to the kid. Like, that's not okay and it's not something to be proud of (laughs) like um yeah and I think then again it's like um a lot of kids are gonna be women eventually (laughs) exactly (laughs) like you can't say that you're supporting women and then dismissing like the people that you're supposed to want to like like you're supposed to want them to grow up to oh in a world that's more feminist but then you're kind of dismissing their existence as well exactly like another thing that a few years ago i haven't seen it much anymore but like i kept seeing it being shared online was something along the lines of like girls compete with each other and women um support each other and yeah again it's like dismissing girls as being like not intelligent enough or uh not being able to also be feminist when you're a kid which you can be for sure and you like should be yeah and I, i also like i think a lot of young girls are very supportive of each other and like don't maybe have the same um prejudices as like when you get older I feel like they become even stronger maybe Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, it's true um I think it is this like again it shows us what is devalued in society Mm -hmm. um and this like teenagehood or childhood Mm -hmm. is in many ways ridiculed and devalued yeah. Um, I mean, I, I would go into speaking about agency and children and, but um, I, I just, 
um, I think that like it's important to in your politics really <laughs> connect struggles and be inclusive and and I think go out of your bubble and see how policies that you support are impacting people not only in your own community and country but also externally um, and that's that's important it goes beyond your identity it's not enough to say oh like I'm a woman and so a woman's representing me and that's great or that you are a woman of color and there's a woman of color being representing you and that's great it's it's not great if the policies if the person's policies don't mean anything and I think we we could go into talking about Kamala Harris and um <laughs> the complexities like you know link link to her being um chosen and I mean I remember in one of the like debates that Bernie Sanders had against Biden when they asked about whether they would pick a female vice president and then Biden said yes for sure and Bernie said like it depends on the policies probably yes but (laughs) like it depends yeah I think a lot of people criticized and people were so happy that Biden said for sure but it's like no, actually, that's valid. You should be thinking more about what this woman thinks, not just like, oh, she's a woman, so that's fine, I'll take it. Yeah. It's just like, you know, when you start breaking it down and you're like, oh, well, if the person is gay, mm-hmm. then that's okay. That's enough. Like, let's just, if the person is black, that's enough. Where the per- You know, it's not enough to be just fit into a certain box of, you know, identity and, and then that's it. Like life becomes easy then. You leave everything as is. Um, yeah, because uh, like representation, of course, matters and is it's important. And like if we're talking about TV shows or like, yeah. yeah, like having more stories about women characters, that's mm-hmm. good. Or like more black TV shows or um, queer shows. or whatever. Yes. But when you're actually talking about like, policies and like you know when we're talking about the feminist movement it's a political movement it's not like just a kind of I don't know it's not a it's not a trend it's not an Instagram trend it's not for you to like hashtag and put girl boss and um just it's not it's not like this uh, kind of oh this fun identity I have or that makes me cool yeah and I think it's great that there's more attention brought to feminist issues but I think it's not enough definitely not enough and um, dismissing class is completely like you're going to see no change and I think it's important for people to really like anything that we do is political like all our actions right so we may think that we're not political but just in that act of choosing to not be you are being political um and so i think in this in this time especially uh well 
I don't know, it's not exactly now that it's especially important. It's always important. But like now that people are talking about, oh, you know, COVID has brought us together and blah, 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 all these kind of this discourse that is being had um, of somehow that we are now connecting. Like people are dying because of COVID, you know, and so it's not that you think, oh, we're all together. We're all at home. We all love each other. Yeah. No, we need to dig deeper and look at the, like, what is the core of your, your beliefs and your politics and the, the policies you're supporting? Who are they impacting? Yeah. Um, and um, if this isn't an idealistic way of thinking, you know, nothing changes unless you, you know, do your part, play your part. <laughs> yeah, I think that's like, like with social media, I think it's very good that there's like, or at least I've seen more kind of politics on social media, like people sharing things and things like that, because we do like a lot of our lives are spent on social media now because that's just like how it is. And then especially with the pandemic and everyone being at home, I think it's like even more. Um, but yeah so it's good because if you're not the kind of person that was interested in these topics before and that would have like taken a class on it or read a book or something like watch videos or something then maybe somebody you follow share something on their story about um some sort of like feminist issue or something relating to race or whatever and you might be like oh like I didn't know this and you'll look more into it but then at the same time it does oversimplify a lot and I think I've noticed um like that there's this like people will share things but then nothing else changes like it's just like oh I'm, I'm sharing this so I'm being an activist but in my daily life I will continue having the same beliefs that I've had and continue like um think like basically thinking that if I succeed in this certain way then I am like the ideal woman exactly I think again like exactly like like you said social media is the space that we use to communicate to share information and so we shouldn't dismiss it as a platform mm-hmm. um, it's important it's where things are being it's where conversations are being had um and but at the same time um like you said in your daily life going about just accepting let's say discourse from people conversations from family members from friends that are sexist that are racist that are classist uh, ableist like those conversations for you to kind of just accept it and laugh along is not okay like you can't be one thing and share like oh i'm a feminist on social media and then in your daily life not do anything um to in even a small way yeah change that um and and that includes going beyond like identity um so um you know like that's not to say that i'm doing everything that i can um, like it's a constant, we're all like learning and yeah. 
uh, finding new ways to make little changes if we can. Mm -hmm. um, and um, yeah, so I think it's, it's just important to be willing to learn and listen. I think, yeah, that's like another thing, of course, not everyone is going to be or should be an activist that's like on the street, like <laughs> yeah. changing things because it, like, it's not possible for everyone to do that. And obviously we need people doing other things as well in order to function. But it also doesn't mean that you, that there's nothing else to be done. Um, and then also, a lot of that like if we're talking about like class and stuff a lot of people like can't a lot of people don't have the time to be sharing something on instagram or like protesting or doing that and so it's like okay if you have other ways of doing it then you should be supporting the people who like need it the most who are most affected by uh class issues which directly link to feminism and race and all exactly i think it's also important for people um on the other side there are people who will then talk about those who are out um protesting as these people don't even have jobs look at them yeah like they don't have jobs and then so on that side you also have to um not crit it's it's kind of uh going into this kind of cycle of criticizing yeah. each other's ways of trying to make a change is also toxic yeah and makes you kind of makes makes you unable to move forward right because you become scared of yeah. um am i doing this the right way yeah um yeah and was, like another thing again it's like different ways of doing things like if we're talking about uh social media activism or feminism or whatever another like like whatever we've been talking about isn't to dismiss the fact that it's being shared on instagram yeah on twitter or whatever because like for example when it comes to disability justice most of like what i've learned has been through twitter because a lot of disabled activists can't be out doing certain things and so like the internet is the space where you're able to like be in the comfort of your home like taking care of your body or and your mind but also like sharing this really important information but the thing is like actually finding out who are the people that are like reliable and who are are like kind of taking into account all the systems of oppression and how they're linked not just like not just oh i'm disabled this is why i'm right or i'm a woman and this is why i'm right but like the intersection of everything exactly can connect everything you know <laughs> every struggle is connected um yep um yeah so i think that this pro th there's a lot more that we could speak about and uh, we'll have another podcast out um next month um but let us know what you think um 
So it'll be on all podcast apps, um, on YouTube, and um, subscribe, please. <laughs> we'll have a playlist, so you can listen to that, um, and the book, and, like, book recommendations as well. Yes, and rate us um, if you can, if you enjoy it. Um, and um, yeah. We got messages from our last podcast and we're really happy to see that a lot of people did enjoy the, the episode. Um, and um, we're also open to suggestions of, you know, topics that you'd like to, us to discuss. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.